0: It's him. We're officially in this podcast. If you're listening, you know what the fuck this is. It's the Console Crusade. I am EJ Olsen. And today, for the first time in a good long while, I am not with my buddy Nick Durheim. We are, again, joined by one of the newest Console Crusaders, Leaf <laughs> Jaden.
1: What is up, my guy? We are here. I make for a very sad substitute to the wondrous Nick Durheim. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So I apologize to the listeners out there who... Who might hear my voice. No,
0: we had a blast recording that podcast at you and Drew's place last month. Fucking great time. Terrible to edit, terrible to listen to, but god damn it, we had a good time.
1: I'll, I'll have you know that we had a much better time than <laughs> your listeners could have had with that one. Yeah.
0: Well, we were drinking we were drinking some whiskey and you know, not that we're not drinking whiskey tonight, but
1: let me let me clear the record <laughs> on this with uh <laughs> Okay. my behavior last time okay all right so uh as i remember correctly ej uh correct me if i'm wrong i believe you came in with a keg and a funnel a keg of whiskey <laughs> and you guzzled it down my throat and said leaf you're going to consume all of this uh, is that my rem- remembering that correctly
0: uh, that's actually you're misremembering it was two kegs and we actually yes. put one funnel in your ass and one down your throat. <laughs> and we just, we seesawed you back and forth. Oh, I butt chugged. I didn't but- <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> anyway, this is off to a, a crazy start. All right. Well, okay, let me let me clear the air a little bit. So okay. I work at the Portland airport. And so I work crazy hours. I wake up uh, between 2 a.m. and 3.30 a.m. And oh. I'm sleeping in, right? And uh, I... Didn't eat practically anything that day because I just I live off adrenaline when I work. I usually work on two to five hours of sleep. Jesus, and it just please. so happens I hadn't drank any alcohol in probably over a month or more, and even out beyond that, it was like intermittent. So my first foray into the evening was just drinking Maker's Mark. Thank you for that, and <laughs> just being like my body's not ready. <laughs> Uh, we, the next day, you were like, "I, I blacked out. I don't, I don't remember any of that." Okay, that is a misquote. I, I did note that I didn't quite remember most of the topics that we went over at one point. But I don't believe I blacked out because my memory of blacking out, I had dislocated my shoulder one time, right? Oh, and I God. literally go from one space to another of consciousness where I'm in one space and then I wake up and I'm on the ground and I'm like, okay, I need to go to a hospital and get this relocated into my shoulder. So this is this was different. It was definitely like things were fuzzy in my memory, but I don't feel like I clipped from one moment to another. We we had a good time is what you're saying. I, d- I do have my three-day coin though for... uh not having drank for, for quite some time. So, uh, <laughs> that's a lie. I'm drinking whiskey Let's right see, the,
0: now. The three-day the three coin, it's quite the achievement. <laughs> listen, you don't get to judge, all right? Uh, certainly not. Hey, Nick is awake. and he, Of course he wakes up r- right what? as we start to record. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for him. Too, he's going to have wow. to listen to this. So, guys, this is a reaction podcast, more or less. This is going to be lightly edited, so forgive the awkwardness of a Skype conversation. But... This morning, as of this recording, it's Thursday, the first, the Smash Bros. Direct leaked, or didn't leak, streamed at <laughs> 7 a.m. our time. See, I got leaks on the brain, man. The Grinch is fucking me all up. Uh, so, yeah, we watched it, and I think, Leaf, you and I especially had two vastly different reactions to it. <laughs> and so, I think this is probably yeah. good that you and I are talking now, instead of Nick and I, because Nick and I would just be like, bad, bad and move on (laughs) with our life and it wouldn't be a good podcast so it's good that he and i are waiting until next week to you know have some time to cool down and then we can sort of decipher this and decode the you know and really break it down so anyway leaf what were your impressions 40 minute direct uh let's just start with the first two things they they announced
1: which were two new characters what are your thoughts I definitely enjoyed those intros. Sorry, I am currently vaping, so... uh, Leafy vaping, dude? I got my jewel going. Hey, you're not coughing. That's that's good. My family jewels here. Uh, So, (laughs) I went into this direct watching it with an open mind. I did not fall into the hype of all the rumored leaks. That makes one Um, of us. (laughs) (laughs) I just... After Rayman, I stopped believing things that I saw on the internet that looked legit. I quit having hope. <laughs> Even if it's like, oh, and there's this reason and that reason, I'm still like, I am going to definitely look at this as just like fake news.
0: Fake news, misleading information. I, I sound like more like a Baldwin brother there than, a,
1: than a Trump. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, I pulled an EJ and I was actually watching the Nintendo Direct at work, sneakily, right? I don't know if that's... A verb. Do I need to that cut that I'm out of the podcast?
0: It? Are you gonna get? Are you gonna get in trouble for? You're supposed to be
1: protecting our borders, Leaf. <laughs> Have some respect for the fucking flag. Okay, so just so you know, I wasn't working and screening people at the time. A uh, little little context. I work with the TSA at the Portland Airport, but I was actually in a training room because uh, I had had convinced my group to let me do block training at the time. And so I went in and uh, I was supposed to take these tests. Right. And um, it's this weekly thing I have to do where basically I go over my procedures. Right. There's like a 39 uh, uh, bullet pointed thing that I have to, from memory, just like jot down those procedures. And then there's a second test that basically nearly quadruples that uh, as far as uh, material, I have to have memorized and jot down. So um, what I usually it takes me like, I don't know, 10 minutes max to do both of these. Um, but I took my time, my, my dear sweet time. <laughs> I took, uh, believe it or not, 40 minutes, uh, surprisingly, to do For, this.
0: It was oddly specific. number. 40, <laughs> 44 minutes maybe, was it? It was, it was about 44 minutes. I don't know. How long was the uh, Nintendo Direct? Actually, the Direct, I think, was just under 41 minutes.
1: Okay, so, yeah, I for the duration of the Direct, I had, like, my phone <laughs> off to the side. I had my earplugs in, my Bluetooth, and it it was black, so it looked like the radio that I had on. But I had unplugged that earpiece out of my ear and uh, plugged in my own Bluetooth, and I was taking the test, which is very easy for me to do while look glancing over and watching this thing. So, I I admittedly was only half watching that oh, this yeah. morning, but my... my those first two fighters that had dropped, my opinion was very high. Now, granted, I was only half watching it, but I was very ecstatic on the um, the video that they were showing. Uh, I was super stoked when it turned from your are seeing. Oh fuck, I'm like losing the name right now. What's what's the what's the boxer guy's name? Lil Mac. That's right, Lil Mac. I never played that um, on the Nintendo, but panned from little mac to ken there i was i was pretty happy and i also had it on my youtube app on my phone so i'm seeing the live stream chat right just like scrolling because i didn't know how to get rid of it at the time and i was like <laughs> everyone's like it's the grinch it's coming ri- it's uh, it, you know it's real the the leak is true and then uh that's when the pokemon drop right
0: oh me, okay Oh, uh, so <laughs> when i when i'm watching this leaf i see the ken announcement and that was my first reaction. And it was funny, right before this, Nick and I were texting or we were, we we're like on Facebook Messenger going back and forth. And I said, yeah. I need you. I was like, who, who am I going to text during this? Because the guys can't watch it and you're on your phone right now. So I can't like text you. I was like, I'm just going to flood your inbox. And he's like, fuck you. And he muted the conversation <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> not unmuting until after we're done talking. And so I'm sitting there still messaging Nick during this direct, like just like, and when I saw Ken, I, I was like, dude, it's real. The Grinch leak is real. It's happening. I can't believe it. This is fucking amazing. So I got through that and it was like cool. Like I'm really into of course, this is through the, the the lens of the Grinch leak being real. I was like, okay, we have an echo fighter. This makes sense. This was an easy clone. He's he's Ryu, but he's a little bit quicker. He's a little lighter on his feet. I'm totally about that. I like quick characters, despite Ike being my my main. Doesn't make sense, but I generally like the other quick characters. So anyway, I'm stoked. The, the whole cutscene was was really cool. They always do well with those little cutscenes, right? The reveal. And then we jump into Incineroar, man, and my fucking heart just... <laughs> I was like,
1: you have to be fucking kidding me. Like, Incineroar is a great addition to the roster.
0: I have so little connection to that generation of Pokemon, and the design of that character is so awful, and for that to have been one of the final evolutions... <sighs> In a mainline Pokemon game, I was so bummed out about that.
1: Oh, come on. He's a literal fighter.
0: He's like a wrestler, you know, right? Man, I, I like... get it. In theory, it works, but it's not satisfying. There's way cooler Pokemon, man. Incineroar, he's the he's the most recent uh he he's a lowland, right? Yeah, dude. Fucking how about shout out to my boy Nick Durheim, how from fucking X and Y, dude? The fucking
1: literal luchador? Fuck was off, dude. He one of my six. He was one of my six. Dude,
0: he's so sick. He's so sick. That would have been way cooler yeah. than Cinderroy's shitty fucking design. He looks like a fucking fire meowth. I'm, I'm not into it. And so from that moment, I said, what's happening? But then, Leaf, and I need to ask you about this. I don't know how involved you were with the Grinch Leaks, but <laughs> when they showed the banner and they popped Ken up onto the banner, he's yep. in the exact same pose in the exact I same know. position as the Grinch Leak.
1: <sighs> I had the same thought. I did. I it, it was tickling the back back of my brain. I, w- I was sitting there. It was tickling my balls. I was like, <laughs> "Don't let it, don't let it happen, Leaf. Don't get excited." And then Incineroar dropped. and I was like, "Good. It was a good thing I tempered my you know expectations." Well, here. So I'm curious about this because I, I pulled the Grinch leak back up
0: again, and I'm trying to decipher like, okay, Incineroar is in the general area of where the quote unquote Mock Rider was in that Grinch leak. So I'm like. Could it still be accurate? And that was actually Incineraire. So I was trying to like look at the, the leaked poster and see if in fact no, it's not. It's not.
1: Yeah, I had the thought too. But Ugh. once they, once Sakurai was like, "That's it. That's the roster." I was like, oh, "I knew it," because we all knew it was going to be two. It was those. It was those rumored leaks that got us rolling here, right? What I said on the last podcast was,
0: "This leak is. There's so many layers to it." And as Nick said, the the the, the yarn on the corkboard is just is ever growing. Ugh. I was like, "There's no way that somebody somehow went this deep to make it this difficult to sort of unfurl and all, all for it to be just a fucking hoax." Like, I, I can't believe
1: you guys fucked with me on that,
0: dude. I, I was so convinced. I was like, "There's no way it's not real." everything
1: about it i listened to your podcast last <laughs> night and it was hyping me up and i was listening to it right before bedtime i was listening to it right before bed and i was like oh, i'm so sorry why? why are you guys doing this to me because uh, nick is pretty spot on by the way i saw you you sent me a picture of the text chain and nick did call i'm listening to the podcast i was like whoa he called it he i'm did. freaking out because i know you guys uh like i i see your schedules and i know that you're recording these on saturdays and you're doing the editing, you know, the few days leading up to the Wednesday. So I knew that this was the past that we were listening to. And I was like, what the? F-? Like, Nick called it. He nailed he, it. He freaking called it. He nailed it. He's like, yeah, November 1st. And unfortunately, is the only thing he was right
0: about. <laughs> so <laughs> let's break down some of this direct here. You and I were texting this morning. Uh, we were in the group chat with Drew and our buddy Chris. And about, let's see, about eight minutes in, when I saw the spirit introduction, I yeah. turned it off completely. Yeah. I just, I, I actually, I didn't That's even turn your it off. Loss. I set my phone down on the kitchen counter and I continued getting ready for work. And I was like, I am done with this. I was so disappointed. And then I said, Well, I'll stick around. Maybe there's more. Maybe there's another surprise. Maybe there's like, okay, I want to hear more about the adventure mode and X, Y, and Z. Oh, well, then they got into the spirit thing right off the bat. And it's like, it fucking gotcha, dude. Like, buy <laughs> you the amiibo and unlock the fuck off. So I checked out. So talk to me about this game mode a little bit.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's the double-edged sword of the whole secrecy behind releasing information from Nintendo, right? Because we figured out it was spirits. We knew it was spirits. Yeah. Like, among rumors and leaks, we will have analyses, right? And so an analysis went through, and these guys were playing with the images, and lo and behold, we found out that it was going to be spirits. And that made sense, and that tied in with the other you know cgi little clips that we were given in previous directs right so okay we know that there's going to be spirits there's it's a new mode what's this new mode going to be and we're all hoping for the platform or like a another smash run or something like that right because our imagination is playing wild and we're hoping for you know something amazing and that's the double-edged sword because financially like hype and like that's a brilliant pr stunt you know for a corporation to do because all hype does and leaking information by the droplet, what that does is that that builds hype. But the unfortunate thing that it also does is allow room for too much imagination to explore. So because gamers are hard pressed to temper their expectations. Oh, yeah. uh, You know, we we ended up disappointing ourselves when we found out what spirits was guilty. Yeah, you should feel guilty. (laughs) You know, I. But I felt, I felt like the, what is it called? The light mode or the, um, this is getting towards the end of the the uh, direct, so we don't have to get into the, it right the now. The world but of light. The world of light. I felt like that definitely like made up for it because even though we didn't get a quote unquote new event or, you know, new mode, it, it it's still, we still have a, it's not a port. It's a brand new smash. And if you call it, a, I'm sorry, EJ, if you call it a port, like every smash is a, fucking port right (laughs) no listen splatoon 2 is a goddamn
0: port smash Bros. (laughs) ultimate is not a port like we're on the same page here okay good yeah the world light. we will get to that because i do have some thoughts about that some
1: positive some negative we can talk more about spirits though
0: because i checked out so early explain to me kind of what happened during this this chunk that i missed how invested
1: in spending my money on more amiibo am i gonna have to be here (laughs) It really just depends on you, in in my opinion. Now, granted, I was only I was really half watching it during um, the spirits mode because a I was slightly disappointed by the initial drop of the spirit mode, right? Um, and b uh, my uh, one of my kind of supervisors, what's called a, a expert officer, right? My my superior was like walking by me at that time putting on his jacket and like talking to me, making some joke. And I'm like laughing, like trying to play along, like, ha ha ha. Don't look at the fact that my phone's on right now. And You're like, I don't know what the fuck walking. they just said to me. <laughs> yeah. It, my impression is that it's a step above what we had in the Amiibo in the previous smash, right? Where, where, It's not like these horse races where you tap the amiibo and now you get to watch some other computer have fun for you, right? right? (laughs) It's so accurate. It's a step above that in that you tap the amiibo and you get to play these, uh, this is essentially the trophy mode, right? Or the sticker mode. Uh, Instead of getting an actual trophy room where you get to learn about these old uh, games and the characters behind it, you get to kind of do these challenges involving those characters and their stats, right? am I am I encapsulating that correctly? You don't know. You didn't watch it. You rat bastard. <laughs> I'm taking a look at it right now.
0: I'm not inherently against like a collectathon mm-hmm. sort of sort of thing. Like my problem is when real money is introduced or real life goods. like if I need the Amiibo to get through this game mode, I'm okay with doing a game mode where like, like you said, they're taking the premise of, you know, in Smash four where they they take the Amiibo and you can train them. And you can attach different powers and mm-hmm. like build build these guys up. Whatever they're just building on that, and and I appreciate the effort there. Uh, and that this you know is this supposed to replace something or is this just a- additional? And I'm not sure. And this is what worries me because they mentioned very little, and by very little I mean nothing about <laughs> like
1: an, an event mode, the
0: original event modes where you target practice.
1: Uh, or target smash and and home run contest and this is the problem with those leaks because everyone's expecting i'm sorry drew was reviewing uh some of the grinch and other leaks uh last night and we were going through it and he was reading it and it's like oh uh a target what was it Uh, a new target mode for every single character i'm sorry like we have 74 Characters on the roster right now, <laughs> right. and we and the leak was having us anticipate what was it like uh seventy seven or something like that, something ridiculous. I mean, after all the DLC, we'll have the largest r- roster I think that any fighting game has had. Right, eighty yeah. characters. It's already the any, biggest. It's already the biggest. Yeah. So, I mean, I was watching that. I was like, no, it's we're not going to have eighty, you know, seventy four to eighty different. Uh, you know, break the target, you know, modes. I, that's that's too much. That's too much. Sakurai has already, you know, invested too many hours. Is it too much? Is it too much, Leaf? <laughs> the gamer in me says no. But the, you know, logical part of my brain is saying, yeah, obviously. I feel like I I need to sort of temper my outlook
0: on this whole thing by saying, I love Super Smash Bros., And as long as this, at at its core, is building on Smash 4, if it plays as well or better, if it looks as good or better, at at the absolute core of it, the 4 or 8 player Smash, I will be happy. I am getting a full-fledged Smash Bros. game on a fucking Game Boy. I know you love that term.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I will be happy. You can't be disappointed by this. By what we... Already knew going into this morning's or by, you know, whenever you post this by November 1st, uh, direct, like you can't like what we knew going into this direct, you can't be disappointed. It's already going to be an amazing game. However, let me differentiate the two here really quick. So we can go into the game knowing that we're going to love the game. The game's going to be good. Everything we knew about the game we already knew we were going to love. It's a Smash game. It's not a port. It uh there was uh GX uh, game explain analysis. It was a tech analysis, which is a new thing that that they're doing. And it definitely defined it as like new assets. Like they definitely up res this it's not just textures on the walls. Like they they went out of their way to like recreate all these assets to, you know, match the power of the Switch. However, you know, um you gotta temper that with the fact that like Yes, we're going to love the game, but do we have to love the direct itself? The presentation of the direct, I'm sorry, uh, and I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but like opening with those two characters, but like closing with Piranha Plant, that wasn't a good call. (laughs) I mean, it was a great segue. Hey, get our DLC, you know, purchase this ahead of time. But direction wise, like if you're going to analyze this like, hey, how was this presentation itself rather than like... I'm, st- I'm super hype on the game, but the presentation of the direct, the direct itself, I'll admit, uh, <laughs> wasn't the best. No,
0: it's like you said earlier, the whole point of this is to build hype, is to build excitement, to build anticipation, and strategically string their audience along so that they have the maximum amount of interest. Yeah. when the game launched at the beginning of december and that's the
1: point of leaking out the dlc too
0: yeah player retention is is huge for a game like this they i think they sort of failed there and yeah. this direct could have been 20 minutes
1: and i'd have been a lot happier 40 minutes was too long i disagree they didn't fail i mean it was certainly disappointing but i think Part of that is because of the freaking leaks. And I want to get in with you on this too. I, w- I want to hear your opinions regarding leaks, not necessarily right now, but maybe later on. Like, I think it was a, uh, very well polished direct. I-, I think it wasn't directed very well. I right. think, uh, the order of information that was disseminated wasn't, wasn't put out very well. I it think wasn't ideal. It wasn't. I, I- I think opening with the two character, I don't know, strategically, it's like, hey, we need to let them know that, like, this is the roster. Give them the two characters, let it go. Tell them it's just the roster, you know, give us a bunch of information. And then, uh, you know, towards the end, then slip in Piranha Plant. I think it was good because Piranha Plant was like, oh, we have another character. But it was bad because we we're like, Piranha Plant? <laughs> like They always put in like this random character in every Smash. We're like, what? Okay. Well, we you know, know what's great about this?
0: I, I'm not like inherently opposed to Piranha Plant. It's just in lieu of so many other characters, first party yes. and otherwise. Like, yes. Piranha Plant is such a fucking meme. As Nick said earlier, people like memes. <sighs> Waluigi's a fucking meme. <laughs>
1: Piranha Plant's not a meme. Piranha Plant's just bad. I agree with that. I was disappointed by Piranha Plant. That was the most disappointing part of the uh, the uh, direct, in my opinion. The only redeeming
0: quality about that announcement for me was that Nick and I sat here waxing over, you know, who's going to be the next weird character. Game & Watch, right. We Fit Trainer. Piranha Plant's fucking weird. That, like, totally fits in that box that Nick was trying to unpack. So I'm happy about that
1: for for a really weird reason. I was disappointed because I thought for... I I had a suspicion. I was like, what if, you know, I don't know if this is official Microsoft or if they just, like, Took it over, but like Minecraft, my idea was is that is that Microsoft Microsoft affiliated? Yeah, Yeah, they own it now. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. So my idea was Minecraft. Like, what what other like out of left field character could they have gotten? Like, you wouldn't have expected them to get the rights to that. You wouldn't have expected them to like. But at the same time, like Rob, like Game and Watch, these were Minecraft. I think fits the bill for a. words I've <laughs> what? too much whiskey damn it I did already? it again already Already? We're I'm on my second glasses listen I woke up at 3am so you can suck a, a big chode <laughs> <laughs> uh. listen I thought that this was going to be you know the big I can't find the word for it but like an influ- influential uh, character in the gaming world sure it, it's a mascot. You have swag for it. You have uh, little kids' backpacks. You have pretty much, I don't know, binders. Anything that goes to school, right? Minecraft Steve is iconic. It's on every device. It's it's on my uh, calculator, you know. <laughs> my we T-I have Minecraft every... <laughs> <Fuck>. I, honestly, <laughs>
0: we, people, yeah. you know, people are making jokes about Minecraft Steve being introduced in this game. I am totally okay with it. I would have been fine with it. Like it's a weird character. He could have a totally unique moveset. Of course, I'd rather have a Shovel Knight, or I'd rather have uh, oh, yeah. uh you know, any number of other characters, but like I'm not mad at that. It's it's diversity, it's variety, it's Nintendo playing nice with third parties, which is always a good thing. And Microsoft and Nintendo have been playing well together. think they, they had yes, they have. exclusive uh Mario and I think Pokemon content uh when Minecraft dropped on three DS this year. Yeah. So there's precedent for that, and like I said, Ken, I was hyped on initially, right? Because part partly because of the the fake Grinch leak, but also because it's like, all right, I'm all about new Echo fighters. Like, I I wish every fighter had an Echo. I'm I'm okay with that. Ken's way fucking cooler than Ryu. Yeah, Ken's a badass. I mean, Ryu's cool, but Ken's fucking cool, man. But then once they announced Incineroar, which is basically just furry Ken, they that's it. That's the end of it. And it's like, okay, looking back now, why like? Why do we need Ken? Of all the characters yeah. you could have included, Ken now seems like, you know, and, and Nick says this about the Fire Emblem characters. Why do we need five of the same character with a fucking sword, with the same <laughs> down B, with the same fucking, like, why do we need that? And like, you know what? I agree. There's so many... <sighs> On one hand, it's it's easier to make a clone and tweak them than it is to completely make a new character with a new moveset with new animations. Okay. So so I get that from a development standpoint. Ryu took a fifth of the time to... to develop and you're giving mm. a, you know, a subsect of the fandom what they want. I, I get that. I'm not opposed to it. But again, it's in lieu of, of X, Y, and Z being introduced in the game. Yep. Why? But here's the thing, Leaf. Five characters confirmed to be released in DLC they will cost yep. $6 a pop or 25 for the five. Which uh, is a great deal, in my opinion. 100%. What's your opinion on that? Totally okay with it. That tracks with what they did on the Wii U. I, I'm totally okay with that. It's not, and it's not like this is a, a Street Fighter V where they release nine characters and then they trickle out fucking, you know, Cashcom is trickling out DLC to you. This is yeah. a 74 characters. Like, I'm okay with paying for five more. And only time's going to tell now if that five-man lineup is going to be worth the money. Like, is it going to be fucking Piranha Plant? and And, <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't even know who what else would be fucking disappointing. Uh, toadette. Like, you know what I mean? The only thing that uh, redeems the Piranha Plant is the fact that you get, uh, what is it called? Piranha Pete or Petey Piranha. The right. Final Smash, right? Right, right. You got the, uh, wh- where was this uh, Piranha version first implemented? I think it was Mario Sunshine, right? Oh, my dog might bark here. Uh-oh. Um, Damn it, Zook. My dog's name is Zuko, after the legitimate Avatar. Um, that's that's so, um,
0: that's you know, on Optanium on the one planet with uh,
1: <laughs> Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, right? Oh man, I said the good Avatar, you know, the one by M Night <laughs> M Night Shyamalan. M Night
0: Shyamalan. <laughs> hey man, you know what? M Night oh, Shyamalan no. is a guy. Just to get tangential here, who I had learned a lot of disdain for for a really long time. The guy had one great movie, fuck you. One Incorrect. continue good movie. So the great fuck movie you. being Sixth Sense, the good movie being Signs, and then he had a weird cult favorite, which was Unbreakable. <sighs> oh, that was a good movie. And then oh, he had I cannot. And then he had like seven awful movies. He was you know, irrelevant for fifteen years. Oh my god, the Village was good. This is like people saying Jennifer's Body is a good movie now. Like ten <laughs> years later, people are like just trying to dig up any fucking bullshit they can to make to make themselves seem relevant i just don't get i just don't get it
1: man i don't get it. granted i haven't seen the village in a while but i didn't watch it when everyone was all hype about you know like oh he's all about twists and he's all about like i just watched it as a regular movie and i was like oh this is an interesting concept okay you fair know? <laughs> although granted uh like i was stating earlier ej you know is probably ej you're a little bit more hard when it comes to the medium that the mediums that you consume, whereas I'm too light on them. So, for example, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Zoe Deschanel in uh, The Happening, I was <laughs> I was having it because <laughs> oh. I was first getting into uh, more left wing and liberal uh, liberal policies at the time. So I was studying up on the types of uh, themes they were hitting on. So I was I was kind of digging the whole happening thing. I thought it was very interesting that they had a whole scene. Not a whole scene but like an entire monologue that took place over audio because you have this small group of people just listening to the recording of this person who's about to commit suicide uh spoiler alert the happening <laughs> is about people who commit suicide because the plants made them fucking do that but planet earth i think was out at the time right and i remember watching how the plants interact with different species including insects and how they will fucking fuck with insects and like make them act erratic and like try and spread their fungi to, you know, different um, insects in their little groups. And then like fucking fungi will sprout out of their heads. I thought that was crazy. And so the happening to me wasn't that ridiculous. I thought it was a cool concept, but I watched it when I was like 16 or 17 or something. What the fuck do we
0: know when we're 16, 17 (laughs) conceptually? I can see it being interesting and I don't disagree at all. I mean, the whole, I mean, look at like The Last of Us, the whole premise of that game is like exactly that, this this parasitic relationship, you know, the, mm-hmm. this uh, disease, right? It's an interesting concept, but in an execution, yeah. and part of the problem with M. Night Shyamalan is that he became the guy who was
1: known for the twist, right? It was all about the subversion. And that's the double-edged sword of like assumptions and expectations, Exactly.
0: Right? Oh, it's a dangerous game, but it's a game nobody wins,
1: really. Right, and directors are known for different things, um, just like the director of The Last of Us, right? And so I'm trying to temper my expectations for The Last of Us, you know, part two, right? Um, You had mentioned that game. I think that uh, with The Last of Us 2, um, or not necessarily The Last of Us 2, uh, specifically in The Last of Us 1, when I first opened up the game, it was a... Uh, a friend of mine had showed me it and I called the entire plot after like the first, I don't know, uh, 10, 15 minutes of watching it right. because I've seen movies like, Oh, what is that one called? Uh, children of men. And, um, I don't know. I've, I've seen enough cinema to where I was in video games do not have the best plots. Right. albeit nowadays significantly better than it has been in, uh, you know what we grew up with. Right. And so i i was able to guess the whole plot surprisingly however like the experience was still very fun and i think that's the issue with like going into things with expectations it's like you have to temper them okay and that kind of brings us back to the grinch which funny (laughs) fuck that guy funny fact about the whole grinch uh uh rumor there um I was watching it, like I said, on my YouTube app on my phone because I was sneakily doing this thing and I I had the chat scrolling as soon as Incineroar dropped. It was all like R.I.P. Grinch, you know, like, right, right, <laughs> uh. like everyone knew at that point that uh, all those expectations would be dead. Um, I want a tangent away from the direct a little bit and get your hot take on. What do you think about the whole culture of video game rumors and um, leaks and rumored leaks and everything in between? It's interesting because
0: realistically, such a small fraction of these quote-unquote leaks turn out to be accurate, but so many of them gain such traction on the internet. You go on Reddit and every day there's a new quote-unquote leak and people start... (laughs) Half, half the people on the, in the comment thread will start talking about it and saying, oh my God, this makes sense because of X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and half the people will be like, you guys, there are 900 of these posts every single day. It's just some person <laughs> talking shit on the internet. And so, but that's what makes the Grinch leak unique. Yeah. Was someone did so much legwork to build this insane case that had to yeah. be unearthed. And it seems so unlikely that someone would even discover this minute detail it made it even more likely that, oh my God, someone discovered this weird little just this I don't know, just everything from like people breaking down the photo that the snapshot was taken in. Oh, that's the that's the office. If you look compare that to the the photos of the office, this French office or whatever, it totally yeah.
1: matches. Like it's it's just crazy. That to me reads as uh coincidental though, because yeah. I mean how much do offices vary when you don't include things like uh, the Uber office or Google office, right? Like sure. offices have a look, so yeah. that already to me didn't ring as true. But the Grinch in the background, that was fucking, that was deep right there. Like kudos to whoever did this.
0: And listen though, I'm not counting out Leaf that this Grinch leak <laughs> is still there's some truth to it, or I don't think it was all this manufactured hoax just to just to get our hopes up and fuck with us. You I don't. Think I, I want to still believe that it was real. Things change, though. Things do change. We have five more characters to release. This
1: close to the, the direct? Well, goddamn belief. Yeah. it, Leaf. I
0: don't know, man. I, I want to believe. Call me fucking Mulder over here, bro.
1: You just saw the direct, and you still want to believe. This is the prop. Okay, I, let me cut you off now. I agree, Listen, it's a problem, okay? This is the problem with leak culture and rumor culture is, yes, it is it keeps this hype train going and gets lots of clicks on the internet and lots of discussions going. I think that's a great thing. I think that's one of the fun parts about playing current generation games is you can keep up with everything that's going on on the internet and the crazy things people are saying. But the problem with rumors is that they make expectations too high or they completely spoil, uh, what could have been an, uh enjoyable surprise that a direct will drop because if okay if a rumor is 100 true then you're like oh you know like oh hey they mentioned the thing that i was already expecting if a rumor is fake you're like ah damn i was expecting this thing and i didn't quite get that you know what i'm saying right it, and there's this whole controversy about like should um gaming pundits and gaming outlets uh be following these link these leaks and these rumors as much as they do well the problem is yeah i think in the perspective of the outlets right no legitimate news um outlet is going to ignore something that is followed so much on social media however i like how for example game explain i like how they do rumors they Put on the um, what do you call uh, the picture that you click onto to watch a video? Not the default, but the The thumbnail. The thumbnail, right? They put on thumbnails, big bold words, rumor, or they'll like they'll somehow say spoilers or rumors. They give you, they struggled with this back in twenty fourteen, early twenty fifteen, but like as people complained on uh, YouTube, they got better at being like, hey, this is a rumor. Don't watch this if you're, you know. That, not all about that. So they play to both audiences. They play to the audience cuz there is an audience out there. Obviously there is because people talk about these, these things and people click and give views to these videos cuz they want to hear. Like you and me, we like to be in the know and know like wait what might happen next. But there is a percent percentage of people out there who are like I I would rather be surprised than disappointed, right? Yeah. I get, I totally get that,
0: and this is what makes it interesting. Because let me make an analogy here. Okay, with something of my recent past, Star Wars Episode Seven. I followed the hype train. I I read every bit of speculation. I consumed every rumor, every supposed leak. I even got into spoiler territory after it screened a week before its proper release, um, which I do regret. I do regret the spoilers, but the speculation is part of my experience as a fan that I really particularly enjoy. It mm-hmm. sometimes bites me in the ass because I do build up these expectations, but I think the medium and the product itself sort of, it determines like like Star Wars for me, it wasn't ruined because of my expectations that were spawned from leaks and rumors. Okay. But I was disappointed to a degree. And really, that's more of a product of it being a mediocre movie and it being playing it way too safe. (laughs) This thing with Smash Bros Uh, is this game in no way is diminished for me based on my expectations versus the reality of this direct. I I still have the utmost respect for Sakurai. I'm not. Some people on the Internet are so fucking brutal. And I know this guy reads everything people say about it to him. And it sucks because this guy, this is his baby, right? And he he keeps coming back despite not wanting to. And I know there's a big paycheck involved for him, but it's like the guy is killing himself for this game and he's trying to deliver a a genuinely amazing and authentic experience for the fans who've been playing this fucking game for 20 years. It sucks what people say about and to him. You know, my hype and my disappointment with this direct is not, like I said earlier, at all impact my excitement for the game i don't to play believe the you, but
1: <laughs> no i mean uh, okay okay i i believe you in that you're still going to be stoked about the game but i yeah. don't believe that it didn't affect you it didn't color your perspective of the direct itself. no i'm
0: that's what i'm saying is it totally did it ruined the direct for me. yeah the direct would have been like so going to the last direct that we had where they announced ridley and king k roll we had the oh. same direct
1: Wait, was that the same one? They or all blur together. Been, there have been two directs. Uh, that's right. Okay.
0: Anyway, but the one where they announced Ridley, I thought was pretty middling. But I had no expectations for it, and I wasn't upset. It. I was like, all right, yeah, like cool. They showed us some things, and and on to the next one, right? Like, I really just yeah. want to know who the next fighter is. Like, cool. Like, this is gonna be a Smash Bros. game, and cool, we got some new characters. And I wasn't unhappy at all. I said, like, this is a great roster. They announced every character ever, and then they gave us like these fan. Requested favorites, like I'm all about it. Yeah, but again, like you said earlier, it was the way in which they delivered the information and the order and the you know the the directs are are supposed to be essentially commercials. These are ads. They're trying yeah. to build hype and they're trying to to garner interest. And so Nintendo, I think, has failed with that to a large degree. But anyway, it just depends on the product when it comes to leak culture and and this you know people wanting this information, they want it now. Right, I, I agree that like, like Nick was spoiled on the Castlevania characters, and he said it kind of ruined that direct for me. I would have been really hyped to like not have known that, or expected yeah. it, or even it, it faintly anticipated it. <laughs> and I get that, um, but I think overall engagement is a good thing. I agree, even if it leads to some some temporary disappointment. Leaf, I don't think, not a single person who consumed all of this information about the Grinch leak, then watched this direct and were let down, inevitably, Not Mm. a single one of them canceled their pre-order and said, fuck this game. They are all still buying this game. Absolutely not. So I'm okay with the leaks. It's engagement. It's part of just... There are so few things in life, Leaf, to, like, get (laughs) excited about. (laughs) That sounds really fucking... (laughs) <laughs>
1: no please um, uh, give it give it to me straight you know D- i mean don't not, hold back <laughs>
0: there are there are like these big things oftentimes they're few and far between so you have to kind of find and appreciate these little things and if the little thing is i love this thing and 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 you want to consume everything in the lead up to it i don't think it's a negative thing
1: overall yeah i think the leak and rumor culture is a net positive thing i think that it can be tempered by way of the news outlets that will leak it out like i said game explain they let you know before clicking on the thing whether the information they're about to give you is a rumor or not and then it's up to the consumer to make their decision whether or not they're going to be exposed to that so i think that's the best part about rumor culture
0: right however
1: um like we found out and like what you guys did to me last night when I was listening to the <laughs> podcast, I started to get hyped. You bought into over, it. I bought into it a little bit. I, I, I opened the door just slightly. Cause I, I just played through all of golden sun, which you still haven't touched. I know he puts his drink down as I <laughs> say this because he knows I'm right. You haven't touched golden sun. I haven't yet, touched right? it. Listen,
0: my game boy is sitting <laughs> on my nightstand. Like this weekend, Leaf, I promise you, I will start Golden Sun. And when I'm Better. back for my break in December, you, Nick, and I are gonna sit down, having all played Golden Sun, and we yeah. will we will do our retrospective
1: and we'll and finally do review. the retro part of your supposed retro Hey uh gaming podcast here.
0: Listen, this is episode forty. We've done like at least three episodes dedicated to retro games.
1: <laughs> Even Almost peripherally attempt.
0: so
1: <laughs> No, legit though. Like I was um, after having played Golden Sun and got rehyped over Golden Sun because I haven't played it since I was a kid. So it was a lot of nostalgia, coloring my perspective here. Right. Um, I was super hyped over the idea of Isaac no thanks to you guys last night, with <laughs> that new bit of news that Nick had dropped for me, which I <laughs> hadn't read earthquake. yet, which was like, oh, they delayed the direct because, you know, the earthquake and Isaac's, one of his moves is Earthquake. I was like, yes, it is. No, this, it's got to be true. And then what, what happened? I was bittersweet, bittersweetly disappointed when he was announced as an assist trophy, which we should get into the assist that's,
0: trophies. That's very disheartening because... I, I, listen, just because someone's an assist trophy doesn't mean they can't become a character. But the precedent has been set over the course of of eighteen years. When this first Smash Bros. game come out, how long ago was that?
1: What year was that? We can look it up, but I am pretty sure it's like ninety eight. Let me double check that. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Smash Bros. So
0: almost twenty years. Yeah, and and this precedent has has been set. It's not likely that Isaac is ever going to become a playable character, but it's not out of their own possibility. Nintendo doesn't do what you think the logical thing is.
1: No, they surprise us with their actions all the time. They surprise us with things we didn't expect them to do, and then they surprise us again with things that we totally should have. Like, oh, the online still sucks, right? leave let's just wrap up this direct here because we only have a few minutes left. All right, let me just rattle off what I remember from the assist trophies. So we had Isaac, that was the bittersweet disappointment for me. Um, I think Black Knight, which I'm, I think he's from Dark Souls, right? Um, Wait, Yuri Black Knight, wh- D- Black Knight, what's he from? Black Knight is from uh
0: Shovel Knight. Oh, shoot, but I'm, I'm trying to, I didn't oh, see okay. this part, so That's I'm trying to go a 3D find version out. of
1: him, okay?
0: Black Knight is from Fire Emblem, apparently. I've f- I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Wait,
1: wait, Black, uh, Black Knight, Knight. Who am I thinking of? Black Knight. What is he from? What's Black Knight from? I don't trust you. So there's Too bad so Nick's in, not
0: here. In Brawl, Black Knight was an assist trophy. And he's a front of him character, but Black Knight is also from Shovel Knight. So I don't I didn't watch this part of the direct, so
1: I'm not sure. So disregard uh, all of this. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Shovel Knight. Okay. Let me let me continue. So you had Black Knight. You had Yuri Kazukata, which was that <clears throat> <excuse me clears throat> Wii U game with the Lady who takes pictures of dead people in the forest where um, YouTubers go to, uh, you know, ruin Japanese culture. Jake Paul. Vince. um, That's the painter, I think from Kirby, right? Uh, Wiley Capsule, right? Isn't that a Mega Man? Some others I didn't recognize. Thwomp. Uh, that was pretty cool. Spring Man surprised everyone because we were all pretty sure that he was going to be a fighter and we knew that there was going to be DLC so we're like oh he's an assist trophy.
0: You know what really sucks about seeing right now seeing this video of Isaac is that fucking look at this guy. He is a fully playable fucking character and it's just like
1: oh he's a trophy. It takes a lot of you know it takes a lot of work to develop something yeah, like that and yeah. so obviously um they had enough time to develop a minimal you know graphic for him to play as an assist trophy i wish they would have dedicated and invested more money and time into making him a character i think a lot of us were disappointed that he wasn't but you know like it's nice to at least have him in the game as an assist trophy yeah what else did you want to touch on as far as this direct goes? We haven't even talked about world of light. So that's what I want to end with here. So they that did the mention, part. they mentioned the online and they went
0: through some of the details about that, but Nick and I will break that down next week. Uh, when okay. we both had more time to sort of digest it and come down from our, our anger and disappointment. Really? There was, they did a whole segment on new me fighter outfits. They talk about the DLC. They talk about the fighter pass. You can buy, you know, uh, and then they did the prana Plant thing for a couple minutes. They talked about Amiibo. And at least I got to say, man, the Amiibo I went really hard on when Smash 4 came out. Sure. I own every single Amiibo uh, up until the Bayonetta DLC. I think Bayonetta is... I think the last Amiibo I have to buy, actually, is the l- second Bayonetta Amiibo. Because if I recall, there are two Bayonetta. You have quite a
1: bit then, huh? I've,
0: I mean, I've got them all. Wow. But I'm in the middle of, like selling my a lot of my collection and i think those are all just gonna go just batch just get rid of them all they're not boxed because i'm just like you know what i can't keep up with all of them i can't buy 70 new amiibo like i just i can't fucking do it i gotta move on with my life the amiibo were cool when i was a 20 you know two year old going to school and barely working and just playing
1: video games but now that wait, how old are you right now 26 oh okay yeah Maybe my math was off. I was like, we were at least 24 when that came out, but I'm 27, so I, I guess I was so wrong.
0: that was, what year was it? November 14? Yeah,
1: 2014, right? That That's was like four, four years, years ago. ago. Oh, yeah. geez. That was yeah. four years ago. Holy crap. I was 23. The time The whole flies. NX hype, just like fast forward time for me because I was just wanting it to happen more. Right. And so 2014, 2015, 2016 was just this big barrage. Of you blacked like, out. I want Nintendo to do it. And then Trump happened, and here we are watching. And Trump happened, <laughs> watching the world of light. Oh man! Which, by the way, that opening I was so hyped for because I was practically at the end of my quizzes at this point, and <laughs> I was finishing up so I could mostly just watch it. Right. Voice acting. We had voice acting. We had a ph- phenomenal, which was a word I loved last podcast that I was in. Uh, we had a extraordinarily great. Uh, narrative I thought. I thought it was super cool when Shulk like saw the future and we got a glimpse of like oh no these guys might die so he turns around and you think oh he's going to help them and nope just chaos and insanity ensued and <laughs> everyone is getting wiped out the only person who survived was of course Kirby right um, which isn't that by the same company who uh, makes Smash so there's a little bit of bias there right The uh, well
0: Sakurai Zachari, Kirby, right? K- Kirby's his fucking boy. So,
1: yeah. and so of I'm course okay he's with gonna it. survive.
0: So if I recall, Kirby was also sort of the main guy in
1: uh
0: subspace. Is that true? Or am I totally subspace emissary?
1: You know, I did not play Brawl. I'm more of the sixty four Smash and then I dabbled with the three DS and the Wii U one, and only when I was at Friends House did I play the GameCube and the Wii ones. So um I'm not that familiar with the subspace but i do know that kirby was based off the youtube clips that i've seen kirby was in the subspace emissary right if i recall kirby is a pretty
0: major thread throughout the subspace emissary but that was so long ago that i played that the last
1: time i played it was was 2012 i want to say so been a while well i know that the piranha plant um ultimate smash what's it called where they they hit the smash thing and they have that your smash meter (laughs) oh my god no uh i can't think of what i'm trying to say the the bubble that goes across the screen you hit it and you get a smash the smash ball you get your your ultimate your final ultimate
0: ultimate (laughs) smash your smash (laughs) breaks
1: too much whiskey for me listen so i know that uh the PD Piranha, he was in that, right? He held the cages up. I think he had the princesses in the cages in Subspace Emissary. Dude, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I've only seen YouTube clip clips of this a long time ago, so... Oh,
0: you mean you're uh, the fucking reason that they're not doing a proper Subspace Adventure <laughs> Mode, you piece of shit. Fucking Sakurai being like, oh, they, you know, they fucking leaked our, our video, so we're not going to do it
1: anymore. They will still make a video for the beginning, like what we just saw. And then yeah. the end of subspace, maybe we'll have a couple clips in between. Th- there's no way they're not going to do that. So
0: my favorite thing about subspace was it was a proper adventure mode. Nick has his grievances with the lack of, you know, uh, you're planning, fighting, fighting these, these faceless enemies a lot of the time. Sure. But the idea of going through, it's kind of what smash run did where you're kind of going through a 2d, d uh, side scrolling level and you're fighting enemies. Um, and then, you know, Segmented by boss battles and then the cutscenes where you're getting these character reveals, and the cutscenes were half the fun of the whole thing, which is what this World of Light thing is doing. It's setting up this thing. Yeah, I think we're gonna get a lot of what we like, but it looked like it took a lot of the things we did like and they took the Smash Tour elements from Smash 4 and implemented into this. And we kind of have the game board you're roaming around, and so I, I'm just curious to see how this actually works. I'm not opposed to it. I you know, wanted nothing more for this game than, than for it to include a proper single player adventure mode. I, I need more incentive, Leaf, as, as a guy who lives <laughs> with a woman who does not play video games and in a town where I know three people, none of which play vi- video games either. Wow. Like, yeah. I need a compelling reason to play this game by myself.
1: Did you describe yourself as a hardcore gamer or a casual gamer?
0: I am a casual gamer that plays probably more... God, I don't know how to describe it. I'm not a hardcore gamer, but I also am not playing Angry Birds on my phone. I'm playing all the things (laughs) the hardcore gamers are playing.
1: I'm just doing them either poorly
0: or infrequently enough to be deemed a casual.
1: Yeah, I had dropped out of gaming for a while. You know, PS2... Between the PS2 and the xbox 360 i had dropped out for a few years there and so i once i had enough money on my own i was graduating i bought my own xbox 360 and i gradually got back into gaming right and so i am leagues behind people who have been consistent gamers just because of like you know money and uh the time i spent in high school sure hanging out with people and doing events you know instead of being alone in my home in my basement you know playing video games but uh I I'm no nowhere near the caliber. While I, you know, follow a lot of the gaming forums, I I'm a hardcore casual. I'm a hard That's the term. casual. That's I'm I'm very hard, but I'm casual.
0: That's <laughs> EJ, you, <laughs> you're making me very hard right now. <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> this has been the Gods of Crusade Podcast. Libra I have some business to take care of. <laughs> Uh no, I I, hardcore casual is the word because when I think of casual, I think of people playing mobile games. I am more than competent when it comes to video games. I have that like that knowledge, the the literacy in the medium, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm even particularly good at some games, but yeah, I don't have the time or the patience to dedicate to certain games, like you know, from Overwatch to League of Legends to whatever. Like you know, gaming all games I've played, but it's it's not having the patience or the time to really get hardcore into it. Um so I, I I'm middle of the road. Middle of the road like I I play when I can and I play I try to play everything at least a little bit.
1: So from your more casual based perspective like yeah. what were your feelings on the World of Light? I feel like based off of the map, based off of what I was seeing, it looks expansive. It looks huge. There's so much content there. I did not expect that much content. I, granted, it's just a commercial, right? It's PR stunt. It's just a trailer. So they could have been inflating it by, you know, vague clips. But based off of what we saw, I was like very impressed. Like, wow, this is not a port. They spent time to make this large mode that is definitely going to uh, eat into your switch hours and eat eat into your time and be something you're going to spend a lot of gaming hours doing so i'm not convinced it's gonna be fun
0: it's certainly there and it's a thing to do i'm not convinced it's gonna be worth my time but i'm open to it i am not opposed to it just because it's not exactly what i wanted or it's not the thing that i played before Like Hmm. that you know what i mean like that i'm not mad that it's x y or z i'm open to it i'm gonna play every damn game mode on this and i'm gonna give it a fair shake and at the end of the day if it's fun and engaging i'm okay if it's different
1: that's interesting i i need more context here what's your favorite smash of all the previous smash that's really hard to answer because i think when it comes to multiplayer smash
0: 4 is my favorite okay when it comes to nostalgia i think brawl is my favorite because it came out no that's hard How dare you? I'm sorry. I'm all about the original Smash Bros. Okay? 64. That's my least favorite, easily. Uh, Easily my least favorite. Because, uh, Leaf, I was a PlayStation kid. Melee, when I was was in 7th grade, very beginning of 7th grade, we moved unexpectedly, and my parents, to make it up to me, quote-unquote, bought me a little fucking 20-inch TV and a GameCube. And I played that, I woke up every morning an hour early to play that for one hour before I had to get ready for school. Nice. And then in high school, I played that game with my little brother and my cousin, and I have a lot of great memories with it, and I really love Smash Bros. Melee. I really love that game. But it doesn't hold up. Mm -hmm. I still am very fond of it, but it doesn't necessarily hold up. Or, like, if I were to just pick between two games, I would probably pick Smash 4 when it comes to just playing with the boys. Okay. But Brawl had Subspace Emissary, and God fucking damn it leaf i loved that fucking game mode i played it with all my friends with fucking max i played it with my brother i played it with my cousin brandon i played it with nick i loved that <laughs> game mode despite its flaws i loved yeah. it yeah i played it over like and over controller oh always gamecube always
1: classic
0: only way like to it. play the any a smash bros games with a gamecube controller period you're wrong wow. otherwise like th- that's it <laughs> Like, I won't. I won't begrudge you if you want to use a pro controller. Realistically, if that's what you're used to, it's not that much different. But the GameCube controller is the ideal way to play, and I will take that to my grave. And I will be playing Smash fucking Ultimate with a GameCube controller. Really, hundred percent. You don't think that the pro
1: controller will be sufficient?
0: It's not even sufficient. Is the is it a question of it's adequate enough? Pro controller for the Switch is cool. It's great. I ordered the Smash Pro Special Edition with the pro controller. Uh, but I will be only using the game controller. I don't know if it's a muscle memory thing or if it's a nostalgia thing or it's a tactile, like this is just the most effective button layout and the trigger response. It's just, it's the way to play. It's the only way I'll play. I'll be busting out my old school Wavebirds, the little wireless (laughs) Wavebird, which still really amazing wireless controllers way ahead of their time.
1: Yeah, those Wavebirds, man, those were... uh those were very popular for the people who went out of their way to buy them. Um, and granted, I was not a GameCube person. The only Wii I ever had in my home was because it was at towards the end of the Wii's, uh, life cycle. My mom had bought it for herself as a Mother's Day gift, I think, or something like that. She Everybody bought, bought a Wii, man. It was my mom who got the Wii. I wanted a Wii, like slightly, but I was super into because I did a lot of shit in high school. I did like speech and debate. I did um, student council. I did uh, a choir, theater. I was fucking busy, right? And so I was too busy. Oh, church. I was doing, <laughs> I was doing a lot of youth group stuff, right? And so I was a busy guy. And so I didn't have a lot of time to game other than on my PS2, Guitar Hero specifically, because that was a oh, uh, yeah. party game. Right. And so I put a lot of hours into that. But one day the Switch, or sorry, the Wii showed up at my house and I was like, whoa, what's this? And my mom's like, I bought a Wii so we could play bowling. Let's, and then it just, oh, I love being some Wii bowling, I bro. Played. Yeah. I, my favorite game that we owned on that was Wii. we owned on that uh favorite game we owned on that was warioware and don't, i don't know what made my mom think to get this game or how i got it i don't remember specifically but i do remember playing warioware and being blown away this is so fun and that's that's how disappointed i am that we don't have you know more um wario stuff out there right we need a we need more wario we mean we need more Waluigi, and we hey. don't have a Waluigi fighter. The-
0: <laughs> I totally agree with you, man. Nintendo is at its peak when they're doing the the odd, weird, unexpected, and just doing what they love. But to be to be fair, that is that is their biggest strength and their greatest weakness, right? Wow. Nintendo just does what they do, regardless <laughs> of the trends, regardless of what's popular and what people are clamoring for. They just do what they right. think is fun, and they're, you have to respect that to a degree, despite how disappointing it can be, oftentimes. It's always original. It, they're doing what they do, and when it hits, it's the greatest hit. And when it doesn't
1: hit, well, Nintendo, you should have learned your fucking lesson by now. It's the current year. God damn it yeah i mean nintendo does a lot by way of disappointing us and you know also i think we need to give credit to the fact that sometimes they'll surprise us entirely i thought breath of the wild was the most amazing thing you know this is my first open world game right and so i think they do a lot of way by like they they're very uh, fiscally smart they're they're a corporation and they follow the pr game right so not judging the game Smash itself, we will all love, you know, because it's already set up to be one of the best. But the direct itself, let's move away from the direct we just saw and open up to um, all the directs that we've had, considering Smash E3 on. Right, what is your opinion on the order that they set for the new fighters they were having out? Like, should they have waited to put King K. Rule till this direct? And then put uh, Cineroar earlier on. 100% would have happened. King K. Rule was a fucking hype moment. The
0: the misdirect and the cute little video they did. (laughs) The trolling? Yeah. (laughs) Ken and Incineroar were the absolute weakest of the reveals. And to save them for the uh, the the perma plant
1: was the weakest. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. See, I had already forgotten. (laughs) By proxy, yes. This was the weakest of the reveals. And so. They should have done something different, but again, this doesn't impact my anticipation of the game. It just impacted my enjoyment of these directs, and at the end of the day, that's such a micro transgression on Nintendo's part, you know? Yeah. But it's a small part of of my experience, and it's just just a part of the fucking, uh, part of the flow of it, man. I want to hear, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was about to wrap this thing up here because my ride's here,
1: but. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, that's where we're at. (laughs) My ride. Okay. <laughs> Well, I've been drinking, so, uh, so I'm how not do, driving. How do you
1: reach uh, a uh, concert Crusade? <laughs> Leif, I'm sorry to cut <laughs> you off,
0: buddy. Um, Leaf, I'm excited that you have your fucking mic, and you've got this whole thing. I hope this all works out, and I get this up, and it, everything will be great, because I have a feeling that we're going to be doing this a lot more frequently now that we've sort of finally cut our teeth with this process and gotten you all yeah. up to speed. But anyway, the Concert Crusade, man, thank you for coming on and just fucking getting drunk and talking shit with me. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I do appreciate it. You can find the console crusade on Twitter at console underscore crusade. You can find me on Twitter at E Jiggle Leaf. You're on you're on Twitter. That's at Leaf L E I F T J A D E N. Leafjaden, Write to us at console underscore or sorry, that's not fucking right. God damn it. It's feedback at consolecrusade.com. We had some listener mail this week, but I'll save it for next week since this was just sort of an emergency pod. Uh you know, Leaf, my man. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I really appreciate uh, your time. Thanks for having me on. We'll do this again very, very soon.